we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's and what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year Las Culturistas with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with Dua Lipa. The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday! And you mean to tell me all this time we had that recorded, but y'all got me coming in here every day getting all out of breath for no reason? Because uh, I don't know if y'all can tell that was a recording or not, but it was because uh, DJ Envy is not here today. It's just myself and my special guest co-host. If you in Memphis and listen to K97.1 on the regular, then you know who she is. Round of applause for Big Sue. Hey, May, Say May. Good morning. Good morning, Big Sue. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Happy Mother Effing Monday. Are you used to being up this early? Um, a while back I was. Okay. Yeah. Not now? No, not now. So it takes a little while to get in the groove? Yeah, it does. Okay. It well, does. I'm hoping did, for coffee. Did you? Oh, that's what you need? Uh, that's coffee. what I need. Coffee? Get, yeah. get Big Stu some coffee, y'all. <laughs> Any other morning routine you had this morning? Uh, No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. You, and you're a radio veteran, right? How long have you been in the game? Oh, boy. Over uh, 20 years? Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I got 25 in. Okay. Okay. We, we, we about there. You right there? Yeah. All right. I think we started around the same age. Probably. I think I, I started off as an intern in 98. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 97, I think, for me, was the Ooh. first time I ever 
got on the mic yet. See, Radio Veterans. Drop on the clues bombs for Radio Veterans. If you notice, uh, <laughs> some of our last uh, several guest hosts have all been folks from the radio world. Chris Kaler from Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, Ashley on there from Houston. Roxy Romeo from Philly. Now Big Sue yes. from Memphis. Yes, the iHeart girlies are repping. You already know. <laughs> so we happy to have you. And uh, also this morning, man, we have some special guests. We have attorney Ben Crump. He'll be here because he's representing the ladies of the Fearless Fund. Uh, Ayanna Parson. And Ariane Simone, all right? The Fearless Fund is a grant program for black women. And they're being sued by an anti-affirmative action... No, what is it? Anti-affirmative activist named Edward Bloom. Basically, he's just an old cracker-ass cracker who wants to stop black progress. And we're going to talk about it, okay? And also uh, on the show this morning, you know, August 19th, 2003, a brother from Atlanta named T.I. put out a classic culture shifting album called Trap Music. That album is turning 20 years old this week. Mm. And T.I. will be here this morning to tell us all about it, all right? We got Tesla Figaro coming up with Front Page News. And it's Monday, damn it. We all waking up going to work together, so let's get it. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Heard my mic on, Edward. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God. DJ Envy is off today, but my special guest co-host is here, Big Sue. Good morning, good morning. Turn our mic on, Eddie. Jesus Christ. I mean, you hit him with the government, too. Because. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> That's Radio 101. Turn the mic on. All right? Nothing right. happens until the mic gets turned on. Uh, but now it's time for Front Page News with Tesla and Figaro, the Hood Whisperer. Good morning, Tez. Good morning, Charlemagne the God. Good morning, Big Sue, representing Memphis. Let yes. me say some of the best music in the planet comes from Memphis. That's right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> now, Tez, uh, tell us about these uh, wildfires in Maui. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of folks have probably been watching this uh, over the last few days, and the official death toll has reached 93 uh, in this week's wildfires, and there are warnings that it could rise further. Now, the blaze that devastated the historic town of Lahana is now the deadliest U.S. wildfire in over 100 years. Governor Josh Green said that the winds were between 60 and 81 miles per hour, which meant that the fire traveled one mile per minute. Take a listen. And it was moving fast, really fast. It got, it got to our homes within seconds. With the fast-moving fire closing in on his home, Ochoa heroically grabbed both his kids and his friend's children. Their parents were at work and scrambled everyone out. Did you hear any alarms? Did you get any kind of warning? No alarms, no warning, nothing. No, no sign, nothing that, that we had to evacuate. Not even police rolling by telling us to evacuate or anything. Damn. So when were Maori residents warned about the fires, Ted? Yeah, this is what uh, one of the, the big issues is, is about the warning. Now, officials are saying that uh, they're not making any excuses for it, and they are going to do an investigation to see why it did not, uh, the, the system didn't activate sooner. Uh, but we know that the fires began on last Tuesday. Uh, there was no warning ahead, but the National Weather Service did issue warnings about strong winds, uh, and but they canceled that warning on that Wednesday. Uh, then after that, the flames broke out August 8th, uh, and they did issue some evacuation orders towards some schools. But then by the time they issued it, you know, all over uh, all over the island, it was too late. And the uh, by the afternoon, the flames had already engulfed, uh, you know, most of the area. So mm. uh, they're doing an invest investigation to see, you know, what happened with that. And I'm sure folks have been seeing it on social media, you know, where people had to flee and jump in the water and, you know, just some real uh, devastation uh, that happened. And as FYI, it's been a total of 2,200 buildings uh, that have been damaged uh, and a lot of folks still have not found uh, their family members, mm. and they said that that fire is still uh, only 85% contained. Jesus oh, Christ. Wow. So what does that mean for the residents of Maui now? Like, what do they got to do? Just deal with uh, the, 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 the nasty conditions that the wildfires create, like the smoke and the smog and all that stuff like that? 
Yeah, uh, obviously so. Now, there has been a lot of help. Uh, I've been looking and watching. I believe Oprah, you know, went out and tried to do some help. I know mm -hmm. The Rock uh, made some posts about it. You know, there's some GoFundMe uh, accounts also set up. I just want to warn people, they had also put out on the media to be careful on those GoFundMes. Make sure that you're, you know, donating to, you know, the right GoFundMe and right. The, the right resources to try to help. So just have to build it back. We think about Hawaii being such a beautiful place, you know, a place where you go and, you know, relax. I've never been. I would love to go to Hawaii. Uh, but this is just, you know, really heartbreaking to see that uh, such a historic loss. So we'll and, stay on top of it. and where is Smokey the Bear? Remember back in the day when you used to have Smokey the Bear and Smokey only the Bear? You? Yeah, only you can, <laughs> can prevent, prevent forest fires. fires. Yeah. I feel like we need more Smokey the Bear campaigns nowadays. We, we haven't stuff seen the Smokey the Bear in a long time. Yeah. And that's why it's <laughs> probably why it's all these damn wildfires. People don't forgot that it's only us that can prevent them, I guess. Yep. I don't know. That and climate change is real. You is not lying. You is absolutely yeah, not part. lying. Uh, Taz will be back next hour. Thank you, Taz, for that front mm -hmm, page absolutely. news. Now, right now, it's time for Get It Off Your Chest. 1-800-585-1051. Call us right now. Tell us why you're blessed. Tell us why you're mad. Whatever is on your mind, let us know. Not too much on the mad, though. It's Monday. I'm not ready for all that heavy energy yet. Okay, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Get it off your chest. Who's this? Hey, this is Papa Smurf calling from South Carolina. Papa Smurf. What part of South Carolina are you calling from, Papa Smurf? Austin. 843 all day. The low country. was happening? I got three things I really want to get off my chest. Okay. The first one is... I don't your, your, your phone, your phone, your phone breaking up, bro. Your phone breaking up, so it buried the lead. I don't even know what you said. What'd you say? I said critical race theory. Okay. I don't believe theory. I believe it's a fact. I believe the proof shows that our education system is private. Our kids, our housing of our elderly, elderly is bad, and our medical attention is way off track. The second one is black women. I don't care if they toss up. Okay, so you said critical race theory, black women, and oppression. Now, I know when I solicited for calls, I said nothing too heavy on a Monday morning, but you just come out the gate. You just come out the gate. First phone call, phone call with critical race theory, black women, and oppression. I ain't even had no oatmeal yet, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, have, have a blessed day from the 843, sir. Blessings to you. Uh, uh, good morning. Get it off your chest. Who's this? Top of the morning, OG. This is Red from CT. Red, what's up, my brother? Nothing much, man. I just wanted to shout out my wife, 17 years, three kids, and a second more. Today, your anniversary? Uh, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Uh, you, you black, right? Uh, yeah, half. Uh, Spanish and black. You married to a black woman, or what you got? I got a Spanish woman, but she swears she black. Oh, okay, 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 okay. All right, just, you know. <laughs> oh, peace, queen. I wouldn't say peace, queens, but does that Memphis? Ah, oh, thank Sue. you so much. That's thank you. Happy anniversary. That's right. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just making sure you, hey, yo, uh, making uh, sure uh, you don't uh, have a white woman. That's uh, all. Congratulations. Nothing wrong nah, with that. Nah, just nah. Make, nothing wrong with that. Just making sure. That's all. Nah. Nothing wrong with that. Just making sure. That's some all. Some black effect. Please, but um, some merch. I got, I, some, got I got some hats here. Eddie, can you please make sure my good brother gets a black effect hat? We got you, brother. Get it off your chest. Who's this? It's Keith from Florida. What's happening? Keith, what's up, brother? Hey, I want to talk about that uh that hip hop fifty celebration they threw uh, over the weekend, man. That was great, bro. Oh, you were there? Nah, 
Oh, yeah, I woke up Saturday morning and saw an eight-hour bad Joe, bro. Big, big Bronx energy, bro. You had the best. You had the best thing. It's amazing to me how there's always a connection between Florida and the Bronx. I always say the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Man. And there's always, <laughs> there's always a connection. <laughs> y'all, y'all recognize each other's crazy. Taz, how you? Who that? No, that's, uh, Taz, Taz is here too, but that's Big Sue. Big Sue from uh, Memphis. Hey, good morning. Okay, what's happening? What's happening? How you? Like? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. All right, my brother. <laughs> yeah, y'all be good, man. Yes, sir. Uh, get it off your chest. We do that every morning. We're still taking calls right now. 1-800-585-105. One, I think that's the number. That's the number, right? Yeah, one eight hundred five. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed, it's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Get it off your chest. Who's this? Yeah, I was uh. Trying to give a shout out to the guys in Ghetto Gastro. Oh, salute to Ghetto yeah, Gastro. Yes, uh, sir. I, I went in, I went and checked out that uh, apple cinnamon maple that you said. Fire. And yes, yes. And then I got the strawberry too. They're a little expensive, but but they don't have all that uh, red dye on forty and all that. So if you're trying to give a healthy option to your kids, Ghetto Gastro is the way to go. You got it from Target. Yeah, Target. I had to go to Target to get it. Yeah, I ordered some. Uh, my wife ordered some this weekend. I, I didn't even know she was ordering it. I saw it in the house. She ordered the uh, the waffle and the pancake mix. Have you tried it did yet? You try it? No. I, you know what? I did. I'm bugging. I did try it. We had a Sunday morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, it did. Okay, it's, well, well how, how was it? How I, was it? I enjoyed it. I mean, it's hard to mess up waffles, bro. Like, you can't really mess up waffles. <laughs> no, no, you can burn a waffle. You can burn a waffle. That's what I'm saying. Like, the mix, it was good. It was good to me. I enjoyed it. I'm talking about the, the, the actual mix with the like, because we grew up on Auntie Mama and all that. So oh, was it, was it that? oh, that's a good question. I, yeah, I, yeah, it was. For the Pop Tarts. Because when I ate the Pop Tarts, of course it wasn't a Pop Tarts that we used to get with all the frosting and stuff in it. But it was a healthier option and it wasn't bad at all. It wasn't like, man, what is this, rubber? Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed the apple and the uh, Oh, that's right. That yeah. apple maple cinnamon, fire. Yes. All right, but y'all have a good day. Now, All right, I'm glad brother. NBA ain't up there because you probably would have cut me up by now. <laughs> <laughs> Love, brother. <laughs> Get it off your chest. Who's this? It's Alex. I'm calling from Long Island. Alex, what's up, my brother? What's going on, Charlemagne the God? Talk to me. Say what's up to Big Sue from Memphis. Hi, right, what's going on, Big Sue? How what's you up? doing? I'm good. How you doing? But I'm, I'm, I'm chilling like a villain. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> but I'm calling because I want to um, promote my business. I have a candle making um, company. Send me some. I love oh, candles. You know your, you know oh, Uncle right. Candles? I got you. I'll send you some to the station. But I have a candle making business where you can come into my store, make your own candle, pick your fragrance. It's, on, uh, it's in Baldwin, Long Island. Baldwin, Long Island. Bal- Baldwin. Baldwin. Okay. Yeah, and um, can I get my own um, website? Yes, you can. Um, it's called Candles Delight, B-A-N-D-L-E-S-D-E-L-I-T-E dot live. All right, listen, before you uh, sell out of candles after that shout-out, make sure you send us ours, okay? <laughs> oh, I got you. All right, hey, my What brother. sense you have? Yeah, what sense, have a, yeah, that's a good question. I, what sense do you have? I have all kinds of sense. You, you can just What's the uh, top put seller? in, in uh, the email, and I, I got you. What's the top seller, Big Sue said? Um, Jamaican, Me Crazy. We have um, Sugar Love. 
And then I got this new thing called Black Queen. What the hell? It's, what it's the beautiful. hell? What the hell? You making me crazy? So mango type, like pineapple. It's like a nice fruity smell. All right, I want that. Send those up here, bro. And the Black Queen, uh, please. I got you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. That was Get It Off Your Chest. We do that every morning at the same time. Uh, call us. Let us know what's on your mind. Let us know, you know, what's bothering you. Let us, you know, know how happy you feel. Whatever it is, we're taking all energies. What we got coming up next? Oh, Rumor Report. Yes. Big Sue. What yeah, we got in the Rumor Report? We got to talk about it. Hip Hop 50. A lot of folks are left out and uh, had to get it off their chest. People are highly upset about that. Is you? I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's some South bias, but we'll discuss when we come mm. back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year Las Culturistas with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with Dua Lipa. The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening.
Summon your anticipation for an all new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing at all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy is off today. We got our special guest host, Big Sue. What up? From K97 One in Memphis. Here this morning. What's happening? What's going on? Are we ready? We ready? You know, I promise you, Big Sue, if I knew Envy was off today, I wouldn't have done uh, that five milligram edible or drank that glass of wine before bed last night. <laughs> but I needed to unwind yesterday because, uh, you know, one of my daughter's B-Day was yesterday. She turned eight. So, oh. Yeah, so she had a party with some of her classmates. Okay. And was there friends. a theme? Yes, mermaids. Really? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. So, so needless to say, I needed the drugs and the drink. <laughs> okay, but it's time for the rumor report. Uh, we're going to talk about hip hop, hip hop's 50th anniversary. One, two, one, two. Take it from the top. This is the rumor report. Rolling through the city with the radio. Don't blast the big suit. Hey, man, say, man. So I take a lot of pride in finally being here. On the Breakfast Club. You a radio veteran? Wonder Woman or radio? I, I would say that I'm definitely one of the, one of the hardest workers. Tell them what the business is. I, I swear we can't get Taylor to move fast on anything except for this imaging. I mean, where did that audio come from? Exactly. Did y'all follow me home? I mean, <laughs> Taylor whipped that up in 10 minutes. Yeah. Can't get her to do nothing else fast, though. Drop on a clues bomb for Taylor Gang. Wow. That's okay. what's up. I'm flattered. All right. You can take that with you too, Big Okay, bet. Yeah. I, I, I sure will. Yeah. All right. So Hip Hop is 50, turned 50, August 11th. Um, everybody, of course, uh, somebody called in earlier about the Hip Hop 50, the big celebration. Um, there have been celebrations throughout the year, but of course, it kicked into high gear last week as mm-hmm. things started to calm down. Some folks started come, coming forward about their disappointment with how hip hop was being celebrated. Soldier Boy mm. stepped up, feeling left out. He tweeted, uh, when I came in the game, they said I killed hip hop, but really I birthed the new wave of hip hop with internet streaming ahead of my time. Hashtag hip hop 50. You got to give him that MySpace. It drop on a clues bomb for Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy ain't lying. Soldier Boy is absolutely positively telling the truth. Yeah. He continued. Now everyone vlogs their career like me. Now everyone uploads their music to the internet. Now everyone goes live for their fans. I started it. Thank me or not. Followers, credit or not, hashtag hip hop fifty. He's he's not lying in any way, shape, or form. The only the only thing I wonder is like, why does Soldier Boy have to say that himself? Like, there should be people saying that for right. Soldier Boy. But I guess nowadays, if you don't put that put your own narrative out there, you know, nobody will plant the flag for you. So it I'm not I'm not mad at Big Soldier for that. Yeah, Fly Ty, who was co producer of Mr. Magic's Rap Attack, uh, shared his thoughts on Instagram. He said, uh, "Mr. Magic was the first person to ever play hip hop on the radio. Mm. That's a fact that can't be disputed." I, 
think I'm pretty sure he's right. Like, yeah. yeah, had to be Mr. Magic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He said he was even offered money and an everyday slot if he would stop playing rap. We were told if he stopped, people would think it was over and everything could just go back to normal. Damn. Now DJs take money to play rap. <laughs> <laughs> That's illegal, by the way, but just want to put that out there. But I mean, you remember back in the day, there were radio stations that said, you know, all, you know, R&B and no rap. Like, that was that was a positioning statement I've, for I've, a lot of stations back in the day. Yeah. Uh, he also continued for no one to even mention him in this so-called 50th anniversary is a travesty. All you rappers and DJs who came after him know it. Mm. Flat time. Then uh, there was also a post from Uncle Luke. Luther Campbell. Hip-hop fans from Florida, don't be upset. They don't recognize your favorite Floridian artists as part of hip-hop's 50th year celebrations. This industry has never considered us as hip-hop from the time I started hip-hop in the South. That also tracks. Mm -hmm. I could go on and on. The disrespect towards Florida hip-hop. Still to this day, we fight for our respect and we will continue fighting. And if you look at it, I think Trina was the only artist from uh, Florida. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is exactly why I propose every region do their own hip-hop 50 anniversary show. Like, like let L.A. do L.A., let the Bay do the Bay, let Texas do Texas, let New York do New York, let Philly do Philly, let Florida do Florida, let ATL, you know, do, do ATL. Because I don't care what kind of hip-hop head you are, there's only but so much you will know about other regions. Right, you right. Know? But, I mean, this is this is like 50 years of history. Mm-hmm. It's like every time we watch an award show and somebody's mad, somebody got snubbed, mm-hmm. some, you know... You mm-hmm. could you couldn't celebrate everybody in fifty years. No, I mean ugh, that's why I say I, I feel like it's 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 more attainable if everybody from the region does their own thing. Yeah, you know what I mean that 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 way you're sure not to miss anyone. Yeah, you know, and all of us should be bowing down to Uncle Luke. Uncle Luke is the reason we got parental advisory stickers on albums because he took it to the Supreme Court. Yes, he and did. fought so all of hip hop, really all of music, uh, owes a debt of gratitude to Uncle Luke. So drop on a clues bomb for Uncle Luke always. What else we got, Big Sue? All right, so Lil Durk's concert was shut down after reports of an active shooter. This was uh, on uh, Saturday. So Dirk was uh, set to close out the show. His performance was cut short because of reports of an active shooter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chicago P- uh, PD officers, they were dispatched to the scene in response to the situation. Uh, there was a video that even shows uh, an officer armed with a rifle directing concert goers. Mm. But after further investigation they said the incident was not bona fide there was no active shooter so what happened i mean i'm, I'm not mad at the way they reacted because it's chicago right you can never be too safe you know little dirk might be almost here but a lot of the brothers in chicago aren't so 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 what what was it I, you know what i don't know but i mean have you ever been like at a show like back in the day where you know all it takes is one person to start running or one person to say <laughs> something or like a fight breaks out or something and by the time it gets to the fringe you know, it's it's mayhem. I don't even got to be in the show. Somebody start running in here. I'm gonna start running. <laughs> I mean, what the hell's going on? You can never be too safe. I, I dig that. So, Lil Dirk also I took to his social said, "Don't believe the hype. We bigger uh, than big. Thank you, Chicago. Go till the next time." Who all stole the merchandise? Tag me so I can repost. Oh, Y'all I crazy. saw that now. I saw everybody <laughs> stealing the merchandise. Stealing Maybe the merchandise. that's why they did that. Maybe As a diversion. Some, exactly. Maybe somebody created that diversion. Get your hand out my pocket just so they can go steal. <laughs> The merchandise, because that, right. that that felt very coordinated. That makes sense. And merch is high. Merch is definitely high. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. high. All right, uh, Big Sue will be be back next hour with the rumor report coming up. We got front page news with Tesla and Figaro. So don't go anywhere. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy is off today. We got K 97s on uh, Big Sue in here with us this morning. What up? What up? You know, uh, representing that Memphis, salute to Memphis. 
You're not from Memphis, though, right? I, hey, I've been there longer than I've been anywhere else. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's home. That's home. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's time for Front Page News. Tesla Figaro, the Hood Whisperer is here. Good morning. Good morning, Charlemagne the God. Good morning, Big Sue. Good morning. Now, uh, Tez, I see that a fifth person has been charged in the Montgomery Boat Dock Brawl. That's yeah, what this was uh, what, what folks are calling the chairman, okay. uh, the new chairman <laughs> of the South. Uh, folks have been wondering, you know, what has happened to the guy that is was, was found wielding the chair. Uh, and he was charged and arrested. Again, his name was Reggie Ray of 42, uh, was being held in city jail. Now, he has been released since then, Charlemagne, but uh, this is the latest update that he was uh, charged with a misdemeanor court uh, count of disorderly conduct uh, from the accident. But also, uh, we talked about this last week. We covered the story a couple of times, like most folks have been following. Uh, there has been a white female that was also arrested because I know that was uh, folks wanted to know well, what about the fem- what about the females her name was Mary Todd 21 she was charged with third degree assault and then also charged was Richard Roberts 48 uh, was facing two counts of third degree assault Alan Todd 23 and Zachary Shipman 25 uh, who face a count each of third degree assault now all four are scheduled to be arraigned on September 1st and so is uh, Ray his first court appearance will be September 1st we'll keep following it uh, to see what's happening now as FYI a misdemeanor uh, in Alabama could carry up to three months in prison and or a $500 fine if convicted. So out of all the black people, Reggie Ray, the only one that got arrested? From so far, what it looks like. Um, that, that, according that, that, to the, that, that the photos sense. that they put online, it was uh, the, the white folks and Reggie Ray with the with the chair. So we'll, we'll see how it works out. Now, I'm not in law enforcement in any way, shape, or form, but when I watched that video, I did say Reggie Ray going to jail. <laughs> I, said, I did say that. You're still the South. You ain't going to just go around hitting no white woman with no chair. You know what I mean? <laughs> For no reason. Because really, when you watch that video, it's just like when you watch Juice when they robbed the store yeah. and then Tupac shoot the clerk. Yeah. And everybody get mad. Like, why'd you have to shoot the clerk? Now, we was good. We, we were good. We weren't here for that. We weren't here for that. Why you had to hit the white woman with a chair for no damn reason, Reggie Ray? Well, shout out to uh, those who've been making the memes. You know, this is a very serious incident, but the yes. memes, the videos, uh, the, the music, songs? I mean, has just been, I mean, some very creative, creative stuff going on the internet. I don't know if you guys have been following any of that stuff, but it's been very entertaining. And, and I'm, I'm actually shocked that uh, he only got charged with disorderly conduct. I, uh-huh. I, I would have thought they would have charged him with, with with assault. Yeah, but are you suggest should they charge him with assault? Is that no, I don't think I, I'm. I'm happy he didn't get charged with yeah. assault. I'm just shocked okay. that in Alabama, a black man whacking a white woman with a chair is only a disorderly conduct. That's true, and then you know, again, not saying the mayor is black, or the chief police black. Not yeah. saying that that made a difference, but you know, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Now, I'm now, just going to put it out there like that. But, yeah, we'll see. Now, Ted, this story is crazy. Hundreds of government employees in San Francisco told to work from home due to the high levels of crime in the area. Yeah, I, this is crazy. Uh, hundreds of employees, the Department of is at the Health and Human Services in San Francisco, were basically told to stay home because the crime was too high. Uh, the department recommended that employees work remotely for the foreseeable future. Uh, they cited this in a memo on August 4th, but they said the advice is in light of the conditions in the federal. This is a federal building, by the way. Uh, they're out there selling dope uh, right in front of the federal building. Wow. I guess that's a new day. Uh, it is located in a hot drug spot. Uh, and so they're telling folks that it's dangerous and to stay at home. Now, just as a FYI, there's been a major fentanyl crisis in California. Uh, Governor Newsom in- uh, announced in June uh, that they seized enough fentanyl to potentially kill over 2.1 million 
million people. So uh, a lot going on uh, in California. And apparently, you know, these employees are no longer feeling safe to go into work. So instead of police, uh, police doing their job, instead of law enforcement doing their job, you just tell the government employees to stay home. It sounds like you told law enforcement to stay home. If that's your only <laughs> if that's your only right. uh, uh, plan of action. Yeah, it says a lot uh, about, you know, but just think about the child actually selling drugs in front of the federal building. Right. That, that's a that's a that's a whole new level of boldness, isn't it? You ain't lying. That's like a, that's like drug dealing fear factor right there. <laughs> right. Do they know it's a federal building? Oh, you know yeah. what it is? Oh, that they federal building might have the best customers. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> according to the white uh, according to the cocaine found in the White House, right. apparently, uh, you can get a lot a lot of customers in, in from the from the government. But, so yeah, you're right. And by the way, ain't that a, that's a that's a hell of a charge, right? Because I know that you can get charge uh, for selling in front of a school zone. It got to be something mm, right. for selling in front of a government building. You might mm, be a fat charge. They, they, don't, they don't care about the charge. They're more than happy with pushing dope. Lord, well, who's going to be there to charge you? That is true. <laughs> Clearly ain't nobody there to charge them. Um, thank you, Tess. We do front Absolutely. page news every morning. Make sure you follow Tesla Figaro on all social media platforms at Tesla Figaro and subscribe to our podcast. It's Great Shot No Chaser Podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. Now, when we come back, Remember I told y'all earlier, August 19th, 2003, uh, a classic culture shifting album by the name of Trap Music came out. And that album is turning 20 years old this week. And the good brother T.I. will be here this morning to talk to us all about it, man. All right. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. So we'll roll one up, smoke. By the time we get through about the second one. They're like, oh, yeah, you hard. And I never had to get nobody money back. So we went through all those, you know, those hand-to-hand, mm-hmm. FaceTime kind of acts. And the data we received was the, the the three songs that people responded to the most. Oh, let me name them. Still, okay, Dope, go ahead. Dope Boys in the Trap. Mm. Do It Baby, Stick It Baby. That was probably a close four. That was one That was one in the clubs. Do It Baby, Stick It Baby, and uh, Panty Popper. Panty Popper number one. You got two out of three. Okay, what's the third one? Uh, still Ain't Forgave Myself. Still Ain't Forgave Myself. Oh. Dope Boys in the Trap. Yeah. And uh, Panty Popper number one. Uh, uh, Do It Baby was probably a close four. But, so we learned that that was like, you know, that was the vibes that they were responding to. That's what people were gravitating to. On the album So I, with that information I said okay Well I could do a whole album Worth of this And call it trap music mm-hmm. And so Going into that next album That's what we That's what we did After I'm Serious What do you think went wrong With I'm Serious If anything um, I think it was I, I, I dropped within a A, a transitional period mm-hmm. I believe um, You know LaFace was a, a Institution of culture Like a real A, a, a musician's university mm-hmm. So and it was in Atlanta, you know what I mean. So it was real boutique. You know, mm-hmm. you could go in there and, and and have a have a conversation with LA about um, needing more money for your budget on a video, needing to get you know more spins on your record. Mm-hmm. You know, just just things that that artists need to communicate with mm-hmm. their label about on a, on a regular. You could actually go in there and talk straight to the decision maker. You know, without any interference or, or no no red tape mm-hmm. uh, and, and and when that transition happened and everything was in New York now that was you know a bit more of a commute mm-hmm. and I'm sure LA was in a position where you know he went from being the boss and, and really answering to no one to now he, he he's in a position where he got he got to put up numbers and, and answer the people you know to uh, justify his position mm-hmm. uh, and so the first thing he looking to do is I'm sure go to the guaranteed hit makers that he already had mm-hmm. 
I think uh, Outkast was on deck. Uh, Tony Braxton, Usher. Mm -hmm. You know this new kid. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, sure, sure. And let's let's get to the numbers. And I understand that. You know, uh, at the time, not so much. But I appreciate I appreciate that because the lesson I took from it. You know, we we had it gone the way we anticipated mm -hmm. the way we wanted to I don't think we would have you know uh, uh, been the businessman and, and, and gained the, the independence that we did I, that was it really difficult because at that time I know New York was heavy right that's when DMX was out at that time sure I think uh, Ja Rule 50, whole, 50 was yeah. smoking was 50 he was smoking in 2001 when yeah, I was yeah, 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 yeah that's when all the G-Unit mixtapes and stuff yeah, came yeah, out yeah, the album yeah. came out 02 but Rockefeller was real big at that time was right. that very difficult to break in during that time no, I don't think so. I think the the South's advantage was always we could do numbers on just in the South. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of course, what we needed, you know, what we needed to to broaden our, our reach to New York for was more like visibility. But once you became known and 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 sought after in the South, and then the mid the Midwest right there. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, you got artists like you know Ghetto Boys, UGK. You know what I mean? Like 8-Ball, MJG. Mm -hmm. You know, certain people that, that just did numbers only focusing on the South. So I I, I never felt, you know, that it, it would have been difficult to, to, to really make a dent. I just knew, you know, in order to kind of like, you know, get MTV or get covers of the source or, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. That's what we kind of needed. New York for mm -hmm. trap music is so important and it's one of the reasons I got you on the Mount Rushmore of the South period because you, people was using the term trap right. but not to say this is trap music before right. trap music when it comes to people like you know uh, drama and just the way even Jeezy did the mixtape thing you did that yeah, prior I mean, you know I had I had some uh, I had I mean I, I, I laid some some fundamental work yeah in the streets you know, volume one through one what through three one through three yeah you know and there is no Jeezy there's no Gucci there's no future there's there's not that shift in Atlanta sound without T.I. and trap music and I think that I needs mean, to be stated that's that's you know I'm humbled by that mm -hmm. I'm humbled by that I mean I think man you know everybody plays a part and, and has a position um and and I just did my part you know what I'm saying uh I had no idea that what I was doing with means so much to so many uh, so many people uh, would, would be able to relate and, and, and correspond with their own contributions that would reach the masses and, and turn into what it's turned into today it's, a, it's just you know it's just a blessing to be you know to, to be a piece of such a magnificent machine alright we are celebrating 20 years of trap music so we got more with T.I. when we come back but right now let's get into a joint off trap music it's Rubber Band Man produced by my good brother David Banner it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God. Uh, we are celebrating my guy, T.I., man. This week marks 20 years of the classic album, Trap Music, and he's here to talk all about it. Mm -hmm. Do you think you're the first to do what we know as trap music or the first to label it as trap music? I mean, well, definitely the first to label it as trap music. And, of course, we've all heard, you know, songs about drugs and drug dealers, but with the extra special attention to the details of the nuances, I think, you know, that's kind of... i give you an example. You've heard records about rappers rapping about 
being hitmen or carrying out homicides or so on and so mm-hmm. forth. But we have never heard like the attention to detail of the nuances the way we did when Scarface said, "Never seen a man cry till I, I seen, seen a man, man die." die. Right. Like that, like getting into like you know. Going scratching beneath the surface mm-hmm. and, and you know uh, uh, lifting up layers mm-hmm. uh, to find out like what's in the heart and the mindset and, and you know what level of consciousness are these people on when they making these decisions and how does it affect them and their families you know what I'm saying like all of those things uh, I don't think you know with, with the extra special attention to detail I don't think it has been kind of presented that way is it, is it hard to celebrate the 20 year anniversary of trap music without having two pillars around you like Phil and, and like Clay? I mean, it's hard not to celebrate it. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, you know, all the work we put in and everything that we hustled for and fought for, you know, is commemorated with, with the celebration of trap music. Mm-hmm. They'll be memorialized with the celebration. What's your favorite song on trap music? Man, it's hard to pick favorites. I say at the very top of the list, though, uh, we'll have to be uh, just doing my job. Doing my job. What was your mindset when you was doing that one? Man, Kanye, so he already had the the, the beat with the, with the hook playing. Mm-hmm. And just doing my job, to me, it immediately took me back to when I was trapping in apartments, me and my partners. Like, we, none of us live in these apartments. We'll mm-hmm. just come here to conduct our business. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the the tenants of the apartments. You know, a lot of them were very cool with us, you know, majority, but you had about four or five that'll walk by and they'll just look at us like with a side eye, we'll speak, they wouldn't speak back, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and they just had a, a, a disdain for us. And, you know, I kind of could understand, but at the same time, I was like, you know, if you just really got to, got to know you know any of us and, and had a conversation you'll probably realize that we ain't no different from your nephews or your brother your mm-hmm. little brothers or, or sons and so on and so forth um we just find ourselves in, in, in extreme extremely dire circumstances and you know all we trying to do is find a way out mm-hmm. and i just never i never got a chance to have that conversation mm-hmm. and i felt like there were other people in my position that probably felt the same way and they would probably you know uh, benefit from the conversation as well uh, and the beat felt perfect, you know, for for the for for the delivery of dialogue. How was it working with a with a young Kanye back then? Kanye was cool to hell, man. I ain't even gonna cap. Uh, he was more conversational. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he 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 read the room a lot better. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It feel like yeah, you know, it feel like yeah, you know, he got to a point where he just stopped reading the room and just gave. Everything everywhere, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Uh, so we took Kanye to uh, Body Tap. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. We took Kanye to Body Tap, man. He lost his mind. He ain't never seen nothing like it. <laughs> he ain't never seen nothing like it. I was gonna ask with all those producers with with Toomp and David Banner. Yeah. Break down some Jazzy Faye. Break down some working with some of those producers at that time. With DJ Toomp, man, that's you know. That's 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 my, my that's your mentor. Dr. Dre. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Dr. Dre to your Snoop. That's definitely that's definitely my mentor. And you know, most of the beats that I got from Toon, I got from my I, I they came straight out of hell. Cause uh Toon used to cut my hair. I come to the door, he'll come answer the door, the beats playing, and while he cutting my hair, you know, the beat just still playing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I remember that's how I heard twenty four and be easy too. 
And, and you know, I was like, hey man, what's that? And he'll say, man, that ain't finished. I say, yeah, they'll get to me. Mm-hmm. And I take it and, you know, I whip it up the next day and, you know, the rest was history. You know what? Uh, you put your flag down too on that album as the King of the South. Yeah, that was on the first album, actually. Actually, the first time I even mentioned uh, or, or made 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 uh, made mention of the moniker was uh, a song with me and Benny Siegel, two Glock nines on the Shaft soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it wasn't as personal to me. It didn't mean anything for real mm-hmm. until people started saying I couldn't say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. But yeah, you know that's. Uh, but nobody had said it before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like somebody, nobody ever laid claim to this beautiful region. That's <laughs> you right. know what mm-hmm. I mean? That we call the South. Yeah, that's that. I mean, you know what? That's what that's what brought about. Uh, that's what brought about the 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 epiphany that came was I was listening to I believe Mysticals album. Mm-hmm. He's called himself Prince, the of, the Prince of the South. Yep. So I looked at KP. I say, if he's the Prince, who's the King? Mm-hmm. And then you know we just had like that. A, a silence as we both were thinking then we both looked at each other and he said I bet you won't I said the hell I won't <laughs> was there a debate in the studio about who actually was at the moment mm-mm mm-mm it was a debate about who would actually have a problem with it being said yeah you know what I mean but nah did what? you know everybody was gonna have a problem with it at one time yeah man that intrigued me because I I, I, I always felt like well first of all in my heart of hearts I just didn't want it to be somebody that I really respected. I didn't want to offend Scarface. Be, yeah, you know, Outkast, mm-hmm. Goody Mob, UGK, A Ball, MJG, you know, Luke and Two Lack. I didn't want to like offend people who I actually had an affinity for. Mm-hmm. But anybody in my class, I wanted I wanted all the smoke, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I had conversations with, you know, my my, my predecessors mm-hmm. you know I spoke to Big and Dre from Outkast I spoke to Face I spoke to Bun I spoke to Ball and G you know what I mean everybody who I had access to um, I spoke to them and you know and all the OGs told me the same thing man do that uh, now now you know I think Dre said something like what does it really mean to be king <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, Face was like, man, I don't want to be king. You can have it, bro. Big said, well, you know now, it sounds like some cool to say, but to be king, put a bullseye on you. You know, the, the object of the, of the game of chess is, is to kill the king, mm-hmm. which is where I got a title for my last album, by mm-hmm. the way. And, and he said, you can't be looking for no favors. I said, you ain't got a problem with it, though, right? I went on, did my thing from there. That was all I needed. Yeah. And also, too, y'all, you had the song T.I. versus T.I.P. on that album, which mm-hmm. is... You know, that that's that's like a lot of what's the word uh for what's the word? Foreboding? No, not foreboding. Come on, you the vocabulary guy. Uh, foreshadowing. 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 foreshadowing yeah, 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 yeah. What the hell is foreboding? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what the hell is. Thought he was talking about motorboat. I'm gonna let you figure that one out, bro. But you knew back then there was a duality. Yeah, man. Um well, to be honest with you, there was a a conflicting nature in the world I was leaving and the world I was entering mm-hmm. and what I had learned and how, how I had learned to carry myself and, 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 and treat situations in the, the, the world I was exiting and the way I had to learn 
to to carry myself in the world I was entering. So a lot of times they were conflicting, and I was torn. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? There's some things that I would have to do coming into this world, and I feel like, man, this is the exact opposite of what I learned in my teachings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had acquired sets of skills that, that that I would no longer be able to use. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't feel like you, you you learned that lesson around trap music, though. It took a while for it to really... Uh... Nah, I would, that, that, but that, that, that's the beginning of the lesson. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> got you. Yeah. Got you. All right, we got more with T.I. when we come back celebrating 20 years of that classic album, Trap Music. Let's get into another record off Trap Music. It's 24s right here on Weekends with the Breakfast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year Las Culturistas with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with Dua Lipa. The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening. Summon your anticipation for an all new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, 
Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame starting May 7th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Charlemagne the God, we are here with my man T.I. celebrating 20 years of trap music. How's, how's the stand-up comedy going, man? It's going good, man. It's going good. Uh, you know, we selling that. We just sold that, uh, I think it's Jacksonville Comedy Zone for, what is it, two, four, six shows. Mm-hmm. We going to uh, Helium in, in, in Philly. Mm-hmm. Gonna be in Philly uh, doing some more comedy. We um, got offers for tours. Yeah, uh, I'm enjoying it, bro. Mm-hmm. It's it's a high level of peace. It ain't the same doing it without Clay, but it's it's still dope. Mm-hmm. Have you um, have you dealt with with that with the with the loss of Clay? What you mean? Just in like as far as grieving. Well, question becomes like you know when do you really completely finish grieving? Yeah, yeah especially with somebody like that who's. Yeah, you right had day to day interaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, when do you really like? When do you say it's over? When do right. you say okay, it's complete? I feel like that's a, a an ongoing process. Because mm-hmm. it's like you probably reach for your phone, probably yep. certain things pop up. Like, man, somebody called Clay, and you like, oh. I've done that several times. Damn, you know. But you you just try to remember as much as you learn from that person. Remember as many memories as you can of time shared with that person. And and remember the the things that you all intended to do together, and you got to be very intentional about carrying those things. Mm-hmm. Right? One of the things, so you know, Clay and I, we out, man, all of us, but he and I especially, we we had a pet, and it was who, whoever died first, <laughs> they would get in front of 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 the the, the church over the casket and say the upper, upper room. room. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? Uh and and How did that go over? Because I saw I saw I saw everybody in the circle knew and laughed. Yeah. Like the rest of the church was like, what? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but nah, man, I think, you know, but that's how we was, man. You know, our sense of humor, we kind of laughed our way. I remember like when Phil when Phil got when they just announced he he had passed, you know, me and Clay, you know, we was um we was joking, you know, we was like laughing about, you know, just how he, you know, he was, he was probably looking at us right now, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, now, I think we say, yeah, he probably in the room right now, you been that, you been that cry, 
then that mm-hmm. crash straighten up. Mm-hmm. And we will, you know, we start laughing. And I think once you have experienced so many tragic moments, mm-hmm. you know, you got to find some humor to 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 deliver yourself some form of peace. Mm-hmm. And that's what we always did. So, you know, in here honor, we're gonna continue to do that. I was wondering if the PSC collective, I guess you call it a reunion. I was, I, was, I was wondering if y'all coming together to do a new album. I was wondering if that was because of Clay's passing, or were y'all working on that before? Nah, man, it was really man. To be honest with you, bro, DJ Holiday, man, Salute uh, to Holiday, mm-hmm. yeah, DJ Holiday came to me and he asked me about doing a PSC show mm-hmm. um, to commemorate an anniversary of Twenty Five to Life, mm-hmm. and you know, I was like, man, I don't think. I don't think nobody want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I see. Um, then I start, you know, I just kind of put it in the group chat that we got. You know, just slowly, everybody just starts saying, well, I don't know, you know, we'll see, perhaps. Then it came around like that, you know, Dro had, had really, really like did a, a, a transformation of himself. Mm-hmm. And that made everyone feel good. Everybody was proud of that. And I think that probably was the the key component mm-hmm. that made everybody say, you know what, let's do let's it. try this again. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's been going well. You know, we got a lot of dope music. Everything is um, everything coming together. Y'all gonna put out an in the street, so it's gonna be an album. I or? think so. Drummer said he wanted to do a, he wanted to do a gangster grill. So I believe mm-hmm. it. I think it would be an in the street. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, and how are you with your your, your son's doing music? Yeah. Do, do, do they want to hear dad's game or do they just want to figure it out on their own? I mean, man, different decisions for different situations. Mm-hmm. I think they listen to me, but they may not put it into action immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they still stubbornly try it their way. Just like daddy. <laughs> well, I ain't had nobody telling me nothing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That was a little different. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody that was around me especially at their age, could show me how to do what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I probably wouldn't have listened anyway. Um, I feel like you, if you, a song like Be Better Than Me, that was for them even back then. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. I think that um, they do the best they can, and I think they get better at it as the years go on. Mm-hmm. You know, because I listen to the money. Some of his songs, things that I had told him, I thought he wasn't listening at all. And mm-hmm. I hear hear in the music. Yeah, yeah, I hear it in the hear it in the music. And I, you know, that 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 puts me at peace and let me know, okay, so he he can hear. Right. You know. We had Boosie up here and he said that you guys spoke. We were grateful for that. You guys yeah. been partners for a long time. Yeah, we spoke, man. We spoke. Uh I mean, man, I don't to be honest with you, bro, I don't take much personal. You know what I mean? I don't really take a whole lot personal and I think that's the reason why, you know, like, a lot of stuff just ain't important. You dig? Like, in the moment, if I consume myself with it, you know, it, I have some some momentary reaction. But, like, when I really, like, just, when I meditate on it and, like, really, really get, get off the phone and get into my real life, mm-hmm. it dissipates. It don't have any any true value at mm-hmm. all, you know. And there there are no stakes, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. There is no consequence, mm-hmm. so it shouldn't really be no emotion behind it. Uh, however, you know, once we did talking, I shared with him, you know what I'm saying, with the 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 validity of the facts. I think he kind of he he kind of um, 
reached his own conclusion. And, you know, that was really enough for me. I wasn't tripping off of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel, I feel like you've disconnected from the social media the way you, you were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that intentional? A semi. Um, so my phone broke, man. My phone broke. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, if your phone break like around, it broke like 6, 630. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't no, it wasn't no phone. No no stores stores open, open. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had to wait. And then the next day, I had to go to Canada. So I couldn't get a phone in, and uh, I believe then I had a phone, but I had to go to Anguilla. So I guess so I had a new phone, but I needed my old phone to get the chip out of it. So I had like two weeks without a phone. And you liked it? Yeah. So I'm just, you know, I'm just living with what's around me at the time. Yeah. No okay. call. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's T.I. T.I., man. Appreciate y'all, man. It's the Breakfast Club. Oh, don't one, worry, more thing, one more thing. Are you going to do that? some type of show for trap music? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think King. King is, King is, uh, he's, he's, he's doing, he doing something, man. Um, and, and so far he got, he got, uh, Boosie and Tootie and he's asking me to come. I'm thinking about it. It would only yes, make sense for yes, you to do it. You got to think about it. Yeah. You got to perform the trap like. music in its I entirety. I told him you got to make sure you got some insurance, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he said he wanted to, uh, he said he wanted to, to kind of take over the, the celebration for, for the anniversary. Um, and you know what I'm saying? I'm I, all right, cool. So I, I'm going to see what he put together. I okay. feel like you got to perform it in its entirety somewhere. Man, we're going to see, man. But, yeah. The Ha Ha Mafia will be in Philly, man, at the mm -hmm. Helium. Get your tickets right now online, wherever Helium's website is. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, catch the Ha Ha Mafia wherever you can, because it will be going down. That's right. You did. It's the Breakfast Club. It's T.I. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy is off today. We got our special guest host, Big Sue, hey. from K97.1 in Memphis here this morning. Uh, salute to the good brother T.I. for pulling up and discussing that culture-shifting classic album, Trap Music, that turns 20 this week. Uh, that full conversation will be up on Breakfast Club AM's YouTube page uh, shortly. Now we got the room report coming, Big Sue. Yeah, we got it coming. Big uh, salute to D-Wade. Okay. Yeah, being Hit a the intro. Hit the intro. One, two, one, two. Take it from the top. This is the rumor report. Hey, Rolling through the city with the radio don't blast. Big Sue. Hey, hey, hey. So I take a lot of pride in finally being here. On the Breakfast Club. Yeah, you a radio veteran? Wonder Woman on the radio. I, I would say that I'm definitely one of the, one of the hardest workers. Tell them what the business is. <laughs> I now know where Taylor got that audio from. That's funny. All right. Shout out to D. Wade, inducted into the 2023 class of the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Mm. Uh, ceremony took place Springfield, Massachusetts at the Symphony Hall and D. Wade accepted his award and he showed a lot of love and shared a, a really great story about his father. Pops, would you please stand? I started this off thanking you and I want to end it the same way. I owe you a debt of gratitude that I'll never be able to repay. When I would cry and say I can't, you made me go harder. You pushed me to limits that I didn't know were inside of me. The hard work I put in was because I didn't want to let you down. That time you got kicked out of the game as my coach and snuck back in the side door and coached me from the stands just to get kicked out again, it showed me that there was no limitations on how you would show up for me. To know we hustled all the way to the Basketball Hall of Fame is God's will. So Pops, I know your knees are a little sore, but will you join me on stage as we take our rightful step into basketball heaven? 
This one right here, this one is for my father. I love you, and I'm thankful for you. I love you too, man. We're in the Hall of Fame, dog. I love that part. Salute to all the supportive dads. Man, dropping the clues bombs for uh, Dwayne. I think it's Dwayne, Tyrone, Wade, Senior, and Junior. Instant tearjerker. Okay, as a father, a black father, that's all I want. I just pray that I pour into my kids in that way, and they feel that way about me when they get older. And I pray I'm here to be honored and celebrated by them in that way, man. So uh, salute to D-Wade. Salute to Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, As we celebrated 50 years of hip-hop on Friday, they were honored in Cleveland by having a street named after them. East 99 is now adorned with the title Bone Thugs and Harmony Way. And uh, the new street sign, it was dope. They they put a lot of money into it. It actually had a picture of them on it. And then somebody stole it. Had, yeah, yeah. Somebody came and got it. Apparently, there were two signs, and they stole one of them. Drop on the clues, bombs for Cleveland. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever did that is a huge Bone Thugs and Harmony fan. But you know what they should do in situations like that? You make the street sign, right? Right. And if it's got designs and stuff on it, yeah. make like, uh, what's the word? Don't I'm say a lockbox, man. I don't even know what that is. Oh, no, not yeah, a lockbox. Yeah, keep it on. The, no, plex- no. <laughs> the plexiglass like you see at the store. No, they should just make imitation signs to give the people. Like when the people come out to watch yes. the ceremony, yeah. just give them like re- replicas. That's the word I'm looking for. Give them replicas yeah. of the sign. But, I mean, they probably wasn't thinking nobody was going to steal it. But, uh, okay. You know. Okay. I've been to a few street namings, but typically it's just like the black sign with like the yellow around it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, nobody's stealing that. That one was fire, though. Yeah, it was. Because it had their pictures on it. In, indeed. Uh, also, we got um, Tiffany Haddish, who's working on uh, two new shows. According to The Hollywood Reporter, she is developing a documentary to focus on successful women who have long-term relationships with homeless men. What? Right? What does that mean though? Like homeless, homeless, or like just people with no ambition and they ain't got no, you know, no drive about them? Uh, no, I think homeless, cool. homeless. Because you know, Tiffany, she she's spoken about that at length about how she's, you know, spent yeah. some time being homeless. But there's um, some homeless sexual men out there who will just, you know, sleep with you to have a roof over their head, but they're not homeless, right? They, they just, just showing up with a duffel bag. That's it. Yeah, that's all. But um, she's also working on two. So she's got that show, and then she's uh, she's got one focusing on psychotherapist, author, and lecturer uh, Elliot Connie. Oh, that's my guy. Drop on yeah. the bombs for Elliot Connie, man. Salute Elliot Connie. Yeah. I, here's the thing I don't understand. I want to go back to the homeless. Story, yeah. Though. If you homeless and you dating a woman that can't even give you, you know, a room and board, what's the point of dating the woman? You know, that's what had me caught up. The successful woman who's in a long-term relationship with a homeless man. Yeah, it doesn't su- track. Yeah, how successful are you if the man's still homeless? And and how does Help that Help that even, man get on his feet. What happens after date night? Like, you go your separate date? You, you send him back to the streets, literally. I mean, that's what happens. Jesus Christ. I mean, you're just walking down the morning. All right, babe, I'll see you later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tiffany, you got something there because I'm interested. Uh, same here. Yeah. That's the rumor report. Yeah. Uh, I got Donkey of the Day up next. Uh, four after the hour, somebody's about to get the credit they deserve for being stupid, man. And um, yeah, his name is Judge Jeffrey Ferguson. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. Donkey, donkey, donkey. That's pretty fun. Charlemagne the devil. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yes, donkey today for Monday, August 14th goes to Judge Jeffrey Ferguson. I know it's Monday. I know we need to ease into the heaviness on a Monday, but there's no way to ease into this one. See, Jeffrey 
is accused of killing his wife during a drunken rage. Now, Jeffrey is a man who investigators discovered owned 47 weapons, including the pistol used in the shooting and more than 26,000 rounds of ammunition inside his home. Can't expect a person like that who owns that many weapons to have any conflict resolution skills that don't involve gunplay. Now, let me tell you, uh, Jeffrey is actually free. He was freed a day later. A day later, after being taken into custody and posted a $1 million bail. No need to play a game of guess what race it is with this one. Okay, in fact, prosecutors are seeking new bail conditions after arguing that uh, all the weapons he had indicate that he could pose a risk to public safety as well, be a, as well as be a flight risk. They want him to surrender his passports, wear an ankle monitor, and possess no alcohol or firearms ahead of this September 1st arrangement. Uh, Big Sue, you tell me what race you think he is. Ah, uh, hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go with Caucasian. Yeah, absolutely Caucasian, okay? If he was black or brown, prosecutors wouldn't be seeking anything. They would have already done it all. All right, mm -hmm. weapons confiscated, passport seized, probably no bail. But not only is he a white male, like I said, he's a judge since 2015. So it's a lot of different privileges at play here. But that's not what we're here for today, ladies and gentlemen of Hee Haw Missionary Baptist. We are here because Jeffrey, in spite of two alleged admissions... His defense attorneys maintained that his wife's death was the result of an accident and mm -hmm. nothing more. An accident, you say? Well, this is, remember I said uh, Jeffrey Ferguson had two admissions of guilt. Remember that, okay? He had two admissions of guilt in this crime, and one of them is the reason he's getting donkey today. Let's go to AB77. What the hell did I just say? Let's go to ABC 7 News for the report, please. Today, an Orange County judge, 72-year-old Jeffrey Ferguson, faces one count of murder for shooting and killing his wife, Cheryl, on August 3rd. It started with a verbal argument at dinner with their adult son, according to the charging documents, mm. that Ferguson was drunk and during a fight at the restaurant, made a gun gesture with his hand. Soon after, at home, his wife referenced that gesture, and the documents say moments prior to the shooting, she said something to the effect of, why don't you point a real gun at me? Okay. And that he retrieved Ooh. his pistol from his ankle holster and shot her. Their son called 911. Then the documents say Ferguson texted his court clerk and bailiff to say, quote, I just lost it. I just shot my wife. I won't be in tomorrow. I will be in custody. I'm so sorry. End quote. Anaheim police arrested him and investigators recovered 47 weapons from the Anaheim Hills home, including rifles, shotguns and handguns, plus more than 26,000 rounds of ammunition. But prosecutors worry one rifle is still missing. Ferguson was booked on a $1 million bail, which he posted the next day. <clears throat> I just shot my wife. I won't be in tomorrow. When I hear stories like this, the only thing I want to know is, what was he drinking so I don't ever drink it? Mm. Okay, I'm just not this kind of drunk. At no point in my life have I ever been, you know, that drunk. I'm not an angry drunk. I don't get drunk and want violence in any way, shape, or form. I'm not a belligerent drunk that gets toasty and just says anything. I'm not a drunk that gets wasted and forgets what happened. I'm the type of drunk that gets happy. Okay, and wants to hug and love on everybody. Start telling you how much I love and care about you. I'm not ever going to get to the point where I'm so drunk, I get so mad that I'm going to pull out a gun and shoot you. Even if you ask me to. Now, that's the other part of this story we don't, we don't want to discuss, but we have to. Ladies, I'm telling y'all, watch what you say to these men out here, okay? Y'all claim we don't listen, but then y'all run into a man that is unstable and listens too well. Okay, when y'all say things like, boy, I wish you would put your hands on me. Some men will hear you, hear you and, you know, grant you your wishes and... That's a lesson his wife found out quick when she said, why don't you point a real gun at me? What a strange request. And what a strange time for this man to decide he was going to listen to his wife. Okay, why would you ever say something like that to a man that was caught with 47 weapons and 26,000 rounds of ammunition inside his home? What did you think that was for? To play Call of Duty? That is a man that wants all the smoke and is ready for war, whether it's with you or Russia. 
Okay, when you got that many weapons, you can't wait to use them. But I could never imagine being so drunk and so angry at your wife that you shoot her dead over a meal like you reenacting the dinner scene in Belly. Not to mention the judge said, I just lost it. I just shot my wife. I won't be in tomorrow. I will be in custody. I'm so sorry. What trips me out about this is he said, I won't be in tomorrow. <laughs> Not once did he feel like his job was, his job was at risk. I would think that shooting your wife dead is a letter of resignation, but not in Judge Jeffrey's world. In Judge Jeffrey's world, he just won't be in tomorrow. He should be good for the day after, but tomorrow after just killing his wife? Nah, too soon. Okay. Oh, to be white and privileged in America. That's the real WAP. Okay. White and privileged. I right? kill your wife is only an accident, an accident that you only have to miss one day of work for and have it called by the media, a shocking arrest that has left officials grappling with how to handle the case. That's how they spinning it. Look, Here's the thing. When a person commits a crime like this, they are no longer the person you knew. I don't care how celebrated Judge Jeffrey Ferguson was. I don't care about the awards he won. He killed his wife in a drunken rage. Handle him accordingly. And for him to say it was an accident, even though he admitted he did it twice, lets you know he lacks remorse and accountability for his actions. As a judge, he would probably throw the book at someone who was handling a case like this, you know, if he was handling a case like this the way he was. So whatever judge who was on this case needs to do the same. Please let Remy Ma give Judge Jeffrey Ferguson the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I'll tell you something else, though. Sometimes you get what you ask for and you get it because you asked for it. You know? Good point. That's, 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 this is a horrible situation all the way around. Now, coming up, uh, we have the Fearless Fund coming in. Uh, what's their names? Ayanna Parson and Arian Simone. They are the founders of the Fearless Fund, and they will be here with their legal representation, Attorney Ben Crump, to tell you all about the Fearless Fund and what the Fearless Fund is and why they are being attacked by anti-affirmative action activist Edward Braun. Right? Can, can we say what Edward Braun is right now? You know what I want, Eddie. Come on. Tell me what Edward Braun is. Cracker ass cracker. That's right. Uh, BT, peace. See you tomorrow. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Think about this. Black women, Hispanic people, black people, women, all minorities only make up 4%. Charlemagne and Envy. Mm -hmm. But because they get 4%, he said, oh, you're discriminating against white men, even though they got 96% mm. of all the trillions of dollars mm -hmm. in venture capital fund. It is a frivolous attempt to prevent women from progress, to prevent women from having a seat at the table. As a father of a 10-year-old black girl, I look at what Arian and Ayana have done, raising $100 million, Charlemagne and Envy, to say that black women can have a seat at the table, that they can be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. That's the only way we're going to close the wealth gap. That's right. I got four black daughters, so I love the, uh, yeah, the work well. that y'all are doing. Is, is it illegal for somebody to have a venture capitalist fund that's specific to a certain group? No. I mean, okay. listen, the, our, our premise is that when you solve for the most marginalized, the most overlooked, the most underfunded, the most unsupported, that helps us all. We all know that there's a significant business case for diversity. But let's look at some of these numbers. Our thesis is around women of color. That's black. It's Hispanic. It's also Asian and Native American. And when you look at the percentage of the U.S. population that these women make up, that's 20 percent. Mm -hmm. So make that math make sense. How is it that they get less than 0.4 mm. percent of the funding? Mm. 
this is this is equity. That's mm-hmm. what this is about, and it's economic freedom. So if we don't exist, who's gonna look out for us? That's right. Who's well, gonna look out for us? So, yeah. so Edward is saying that y'all are practicing unlawful racial discrimination. Where's he even getting these accusations from? The intellectual justification of discrimination is rampant in America now mm-hmm. after the last president and what the governor in Florida are doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are saying that they're going to take back all the civil rights, whether it's voting, Mm -hmm. whether it's uh, police enforcement, whether it's equity. What they have done is a sea change in the system. Can you imagine these bold, courageous women saying that we're going to have a seat at the table? And guess what? They're women of color. Mm -hmm. And they're saying that if we can have a ball on the back, we can play the game just as good as y'all. And that's a threat to Edward Bloom. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see diversity have a chance at economic freedom. This case, Charlemagne and Envy, is just as important as George Floyd or any other case mm-hmm. out there. But we have to keep talking about these cases and Henry Latt's case because it is talking about economic freedom for our people. And that is the most important thing we can give our children, That's right. especially yes. our beautiful boys and girls. Now, who is Edward, Edward Bloom for people that don't know? <laughs> and why does he seem like he have a lot of power? You know, he is focused on trying to get rid of anything affirmative action. He started with higher education. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to the venture capitalist field. Mm-hmm. After that, if he succeeds in that, then minority business enterprise, mm-hmm. he's coming there next. And then after that, he's coming to regular employees saying mm-hmm. that anybody who was hired to try to have more diversity, any diversity, equity, and inclusion, all of that is discriminatory and it's illegal. And we have to remember over and over again that these guys will stop at nothing Mm -hmm. to make sure that we are marginalized that our children are marginalized that our grandchildren are marginalized so this is a war and I'm so proud to defend these two sisters who are leading the effort for economic freedom for our people Edward Bloom was successful at the United States Supreme Court Mm -hmm. he's emboldened now and so we gotta be emboldened too yeah I don't think people are paying attention like even you know in Hollywood there was four diversity equity and inclusion leaders who got fired within a week and I think they were all all black women, if I'm not All mistaken. black women. Yeah, and I feel like nobody even said a word about that. And so that's why I'm so happy we're on The Breakfast Club because, you know, what you all are doing uh, with this and the front page news is engaging our people, it's educating our mm-hmm. people, and it's empowering our people. And I know there's a lot of things that are appealing. I love what's going on in Montgomery and everything. But this is far more important when we talk about building generational wealth and giving our people freedom. Mm -hmm. Forget this, you know, when they talk about, oh, we want to have access. No, no. What we want is to have our money to be able to give to our children. And these quotes, these statistics that Arian and Ayana talk about, they are so real. Uh, They talk about wealth gap. I think it's a hundred and $25,000 $25,000 average savings for white Americans. For black Americans, they say it's about $23,000. We will never close that wealth gap unless we do something profound. Home ownership ain't going to be enough. I'm suing Wells Fargo talking about home ownership, but the real way to close 
this economic gap. It's entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. We owning our own businesses. Mm -hmm. That's what we can do to close this gap quickly. Think about all the rich people in the world. Mm -hmm. They didn't get rich from home ownership. They got rich because they own businesses. And that's Mm -hmm. what Erin and Ayanna are doing. Helping women of color, all women of color, say, hold on, this grant is going to help you come up with the next ring doorbell or help you come up with the next Mm -hmm. slutty vegan. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm I'm living proof. Mm -hmm. I mean, my husband and I, we founded, co-founded a company called Yardstick Management 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it is the nation's leading black-owned management consulting firm. Not just black-owned, leading management consulting firm. We sold that company to private equity in January. They tucked it into another company. But that enabled the very economic freedom that we're talking about. Mm. And I got an 11-year-old black daughter, a 4-year-old black daughter. My 11-year-old, she says, Mom, I've been the chief of staff since day one. Imagine imagine how we're empowering these young people through this work. Mm -hmm. When we come back, we got more with attorney Ben Crump and Ayanna Parson and Arian Simone. We are talking the feel is fun and why they are being attacked by anti-affirmative action activist Edward Braun. It's the world's most dangerous morning show to breakfast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year, Las Culturistas, with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with... Dua Lipa! The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening. 
Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time, and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame starting May 7th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy is off today, and we're talking to Ayanna Parson and Arian Simone. They are the founders of the Fearless Fund. They're here with their legal representation attorney, Ben Crump, and they're talking to us about why they are being attacked by anti-affirmative action activist Edward Braun. Question, was there a particular moment that got you on these people's radar? Like, was it, was it somebody y'all invested in? Like, what was it? Can, can I say this for the answer that? They asked that question over and over again. Why would Bloom pick these mm -hmm. uh, black women? And you know what I think it is, Charlemagne? He thought that they would be the easiest ones to pick off. Mm. And oh, brother, he picked the wrong sisters mm. because these sisters are cut from the same cloth as Harriet Tubman, mm. as Eleanor Roosevelt, as Coretta Scott King, as Rosa Parks. I mean, I think about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, what she was trying to do when she talked about empowering women and saying women too have a right to be at the table. And you got four daughters, mm -hmm. my black daughter, and I think about I, them. With a black woman too. That's very important to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Four beautiful black daughters with a beautiful black woman. And, and it's so important though, y'all, because I think about Christine Simmons and the uh, Academy Awards, how they dismissed those four women of color. They are coming after us on every front. And we better wake up and get ready to stay up late at night and get up early in the morning to fight these enemies of equality. We have to make sure that our children are more intelligent than those who will seek to oppress them. So what can people mm. do to help? Right? You know, cause do, I was do, about to go there. I was going to ask, you know, because, you know, people are lined up with their folding chairs. If you need them, they're lined <laughs> up. We're throwing off hats. We're hats. We, we, we don't, <laughs> don't, forget that, don't forget the guns. Don't forget the guns. 
Never mind. <laughs> but you know, what can people do to help? Like, how can they support? Yes, people can go to www.fearlessfreedomnow.org. Mm-hmm. Again, that's www.fearlessfreedomnow.org. They can sign the petition. They can mm-hmm. support our grant programs. They can invest in the fund. They can attend our Venture Capital Summit that's coming up uh, August 18th. 18th. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes, Envy, you've spoken at it before. Mm-hmm. Um, they can support in those ways. So the website has every way that you can mobilize, support us. We will have even more information coming out. We even are developing a legislative ask for this. I'm mm-hmm. like, if you want to use the law against us, we need to find some more laws to protect us. Right. There got to be some, though, right? Like, Ooh. what are the laws that protect us? Oh, oh, there are a lot of laws that protect You got to think about their strategy. Uh, 1981 law that he's bringing was a law created after the Civil War to ensure that African Americans could enter into contracts. Uh, and it specifically says can enter into contracts and that uh, with white people and so forth. So he's reversed that now mm-hmm. to say, oh, no, no, no. You can't use race in any uh, regards to entering in contracts. So they're trying to use the words that were supposed to be able to give us liberation and economic freedom to oppress us. And so we have to also be strategic. We also have to be mind-boggling and attack them. They try to attack us at what's supposed to be our strengths. So when you think about it, Charlemagne and Envy, and we, we work with great lawyers, great legal team, you heard Ayana talk about all these funds that only give to white men. Mm-hmm. Now can we use this same analogy that they're trying to sue yeah. These sisters and say, okay, what's good for the geese is good for the gander. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I don't know why we just don't label it what it is. They're trying to stop black progress. Correct. All they, across the board. It's mm-hmm. not just black progress. So we talk about the, the racial piece, but let's let's include the intersectionality because mm-hmm. we are women. Mm-hmm. And and white women That's right. That's have right. benefited from affirmative action. The this, most. Is, this is all mm-hmm. of our fight because mm-hmm. he is going after anything related to marginalized communities. Mm-hmm. So guess what? If you're an athlete and you got a contract, you need to think about that. Mm-hmm. The hip-hop artists. Contract. Yeah. Talking about the mm-hmm. contracts with the hip-hop artists. You know, this 1981 is the right for black people to enter contracts. And we have used these laws for decades now to say diversity, equity, inclusion is important. And it has been really good after George Floyd when you think about the fact that a lot of corporations stepped up to the table and say. We're going to do business with diverse groups. Now, with lawsuits like this, it gives a chilling effect because they're talking about suing corporations who will invest in the Fearless Fund and groups like that there. But also, you got to think even deeper, Charlemagne. Think about the corporations who say, I'm going to invest in HBCUs. Mm -hmm. Is he next going to say, uh-uh, that's discriminatory because you chose them because they were a black college. Mm -hmm. I mean, this opens Pandora's box, and that's why we have to stop him on this because if you don't stop him now, I mean, it's open season on all of us. Mm. Or women's institutions, the Smith Colleges of the world Mm -hmm. that also give out, you know, internships. Are they going to now challenge that in employment Mm -hmm. because of it? I mean, it is... is much bigger than us. All these companies who did business with, you know, I keep thinking about 50 years of hip-hop and how hip-hop has changed America. Mm-hmm. A lot of these deals are done because they're saying, hey, we can get a twofer. 
we can get to the young audience that follows hip hop, and we can check the diversity, equity, and inclusion box. Right. Mm -hmm. So now, if this lawsuit is successful, they then start to say, "Well, we don't have to do that because they said it ain't in vogue no more to do that." And more importantly, they said legally, we got an excuse not to fund diverse, marginalized groups. And so this lawsuit is so critically important. And I hope that all the people out there listening to The Breakfast Club will go on the Fearless Fund website mm -hmm. and learn what the mission is. It is about trying to give economic freedom right. to marginalized people, especially women of color. I love that name. Can you tell them that, what that name means? Fearless Fund? <laughs> Fearless Fund. It means exactly what it says. Um, as a Christian woman, as a believer, I believe that God doesn't give us the spirit of fear, mm -hmm. but of power and of love and of sound mind. And I believe that we are to operate in the spirit of fearlessness and the spirit of boldness. I believe that our confidence is richly rewarded. So that's exactly what it means. Really? I think God called you all for a time like this. That's yes. right. Yes. Well, give <laughs> yes. the information one more time for people listening. You can go to www.fearlessfreedomnow.org mm -hmm. to learn more about our fight. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Anytime you guys in town, you need to come up here. Attorney Benjamin Crump, you know you got the warm line number. Thank you, King. <laughs> thank you guys right, so it's much. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank you. The Breakfast Club. Yes, it's the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy is off today, but we got our special guest host, Big Sue. What up? What up, Big Sue from K97.1 in Memphis. Uh, and it's time for the rumor report. Yeah, man, we got uh, Drake making a request from the ladies. Mm. One, two, one, two. Take it from the top. This is the rumor report. Rolling through the city with the radio. Don't blast. The big suit. Hey, man, say, man. So I take a lot of pride in finally being here. On the Breakfast Club. And you a radio veteran. Wonder Woman on radio. I, I would say that I'm definitely one of, the, one of the hardest working. Tell them what the business is. All right, first things first, it's with a heavy heart that I have to announce that the godfather of black music, Clarence Avant, has mm. passed away. Man. Uh, Clarence Avant, his uh, family has just confirmed that the legend passed away gently at his home in uh, L.A. yesterday at the age of 92. Man, R.I.P. to the black godfather, Clarence Avant, man, North Carolina's own. If you know anything about me, you know that's one of my idols uh, in the entertainment industry. He's the all-time leader and assist in this business. Uh, he lived a long, prosperous life, though. 92 years old. Truly. Also, we have uh, another passing to announce. Robert Magoo passed mm. away at the age of 50. That is way too young to go. Incredibly young, Rest right? Rest in peace to uh, Magoo and his family. When I when I hear people... Give me some instrumental or something, man. Are we... You feel like we're doing a moment of silence. Mm. But, oh, Lord have mercy. But, uh, yes, when I hear people uh, pass at that age, I immediately want to know how. Right. You know was it I mean? was it health related? Yes, or, yeah. I immediately want to know how. Yeah, they you know? say that the the cause of death is still you know unknown. Well, rest in peace to Magoo, uh, passing away at fifty. Rest in peace to Clarence Avon at ninety two. That's why I say y'all can call people old all y'all want. I want all my years. I know that's I, right. I, I will. I can't wait to get to ninety two. Okay? okay, and the stories will tell. And see, I want to send healing energy to Clarence Avon's family too, because I was I was literally just texting with his uh beautiful daughter Nicole this weekend because I just started reading her her new book, which I'm holding up right now. Think you'll be happy, and uh, ironically, her book is actually about how to move through grief. Really, because you know, uh, Queen Queen Jacqueline Avant was taken from us a couple years ago, so it's about dealing with that. And now, you know, Brother Clarence is gone, so definitely sending healing energy to to you, Nicole. Agreed. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got Drake in the rumor report uh, since it's all a blur tour kicked off. 
throwing bras on stage has become a staple for the fans. And so while Drake was uh, performing at the Kia Forum in Inglewood, a bra landed on stage. And instead of embracing it, as he usually does, he kicked it off the stage, told the crowd that throwing bras wasn't an option at his this show in particular. Hey, look, be honest with you. Can't talk about tonight in LA. Because my son is at the show for the first time. Ever. So we're going to keep this little PG tonight, y'all. Keep your bras on. Keep your bras on. I respect that. Okay. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah. When all you men with titties going to start flashing Drake at these shows? <laughs> Huh? Don't feel. Just don't, pull them up, shake them one good time. Yeah, don't be left out, brothers. Okay, <laughs> show, show them, show them what you're working with. It looks like it wasn't all fun and games though at the uh, LA show. He had to check a male fan for getting aggressive with a female fan after Drake threw his towel into the stands. Can you imagine fighting? No. <laughs> a man fighting a woman over Drake's towel at the show. First of all, why? Why do you want? I don't, why does? Why does anybody want Drake's sweaty towel? Male or, or anybody's sweaty yeah. towel. Yeah, anybody's sweaty towel. But yeah. why would you want a sweaty towel and why would you be trying to fight it out of a woman's hand? Bro? Yeah. So I keep telling y'all, men are bigger groupies than women. I believe that. Absolutely. Drake was uh, obviously disturbed by what was going on, turned back to, you know, kind of check old boy. And he says, I'm going to send someone up there. Then mm. the video, it's kind of, you know, the audio is just a little. But that's what he says in it. Last but not least, man, I found this real creepy TikTok AI page. Uh, it's getting a lot of attention for eerie AI-generated posts, right? True to life page on TikTok. It's using AI to make videos of dead celebrities detailing stories of their own death. Why would you listen to that, Big Sue? I, I watched Why? one. <laughs> I watched one. Watch? I, I watched the Michael Jackson one. Mm. What do you say? No, do I want to know. Yeah, audio? yeah, okay. Oh, y'all got audio? Oh, uh, look at that. Throw it in the air. Let me like my Palo Santo. Well, damn it, Eddie, we waiting. My name is Michael Joseph Jackson. At the time of my death, I had been preparing for my tour. For leaving rehearsals, I arrived home around 12.30 a.m. on June 25th. Through the night, over the course of 10 hours, I had trouble falling asleep. And with my consent, my doctor administered propofol and anti-anxiety medicine at 10.40 a.m. Minutes later, I was found unresponsive. Yeah, okay. I was administered CPR, however... I'm good. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that page has already posted stories. Um, ugh, Michael Jackson, Takeoff, Selena, I'm PNB cool. Rock. Yeah. I'm cool on that. That is not something that we need because, you know, that's 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 our entertainment, but that's other people's trauma. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You think the family of, 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 of the people who passed away want to hear that? Right. Come on, man. Nah. And that's the rumor report. Nah. God dang. You got my shoulder itching, Big Sue. Lord have mercy. All right, we got the People's Choice Mix coming up next, even though Envy's not here. So I don't even know why we are doing this at this point. We're about to play the People's Choice Mix. Where, uh, you want me to lie to everybody and tell them that we're taking requests right now when Envy's not here? Oh, my God. 1-800-585-1051 uh, if you have a request for DJ Envy's People's Choice Mix, even though he's not here and the mix is clearly pre-recorded. It's the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy is off today, but our special guest co-host was Big Sue from K97-1 in Memphis. What up, Big Sue? What up, man? I enjoyed it. I had fun. I mean, you know, it's Monday. Yeah. So it's always tough to hit the ground running on a Monday. This is true. You know what I mean? Especially if you're not a morning person. Because I am a morning person and I still don't like Mondays. <laughs> at all. So, so what, what shift you do in Memphis, Big Sue? I'm um, on Saturdays, 10 to 3. 10 to 3. Yep. Okay, how is Memphis, man? I ain't been to Memphis in a while. 
Man, Memphis is good. Memphis is Memphis is good. It's 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 tough right now, but uh-huh. it's still Memphis. It's home. Does it feel like the hip hop hub it is? It absolutely does. It does. Okay, it, okay. It does for for everybody who's really broken through. There's like a, another wave of artists ready. Who should we, be, we we should be looking out for? Uh, man, everybody. You okay. should be looking out for everybody. Yeah, every, everybody rapping <laughs> everybody. now. I'm sure. I'm, yes. I'm almost. I'm, I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. When we come back, we got the positive note. Oh, you know what, though? I want to salute everybody who came out to um, my back-to-school drive in Fish Fry this weekend in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. You know, it was my eighth annual back-to-school drive in Fish Fry. I do it every year in my hometown of Monk's Corner, South Carolina, man. So salute to everybody that was able to come out, get a haircut, get a book bag, get some school supplies, get some free fish. You know uh, there's nothing more I love than uh, being of service. So salute to everybody in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Salute to my people's third eye awareness. Um, salute to Walmart, the local Walmart in Monk's Corner. Uh, they supplied uh, some school supplies. So thank you. Uh, thank you to the Berkeley High School Junior ROTC for um, helping us out as well. And just, you know, thank you. Thank you very everybody that helps make uh, my events uh, back home a success. All right. And we come back. We got the positive note. It's the Breakfast Club. Yeah. 1051, uh, the home of the Breakfast Club and Angie Martinez. And speaking of Angie Martinez, salute to Angie Ma. Angie Ma's barbecue is this weekend. So you can go to power1051fm.com uh, to get your tickets to Angie Martinez's barbecue. That's how you know the summer about to be over. When Angie Martinez does her barbecue, that is a sign that the summer is about to be over. So uh, one last thrill of the summer is Angie Martinez's barbecue, man. So go to power1051fm.com to get your tickets. Now, we got uh, Way Up With Ye with Angela Yee coming up next. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. See you tomorrow. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's and what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. iHeart Podcast Awards 2023 Podcast of the Year Las Culturistas with SNL's Bowen Yang and comedian Matt Rogers. There's stuff happening in 2024 that we really need to address. Pop culture and huge guests like the latest episode with Dua Lipa. The more I think about it, the more scared and nervous I get. Listen to the newest episode of Las Culturistas with Dua Lipa and all episodes on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Las Culturistas to start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.